the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, 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 bad girl, AK in the house. Thank Jesus. Yeah. Well, I hadn't even had a chance to say happy Friday Eve before thank the Jesus. Yeah, but thank you, Jesus, indeed, just for having AK, bad girl AK in the house. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight, however you are listening or watching. If you're watching, that's only because we are streaming live on Facebook right now at the Answer San Diego Facebook page. And if something might look a little bit different there, it's because I'm double boosted tonight, baby. But not with no shot in my arm. I'm double boosted with the booster seats. Thank you to the crack team of the AK show. Because I was saying before the show, what? Where's my booster seat? Conspiracy against the shorts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. I got to give this question out there to you guys tonight, right now. We After... Um, some comments that were made by uh, former Vice President Pence tonight, today, and we and we'll get to that. And we're also going to cover what happened to the showdown over the affidavit down in a Florida courtroom. We've got none other than the former attorney for Deep Throat and Watergate, former U.S. Attorney John O'Connor, is going to be here to give his unique perspective on what what's happening in regards to the FBI and the DOJ. But my question for you guys regarding former Vice President Pence is who is more delusional over a 2024 nomination and run for president today? Is it former Vice President Mike Pence? Get him out of here! Or is it little is Lincoln Cheney? 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my man, my brother from another mother. Which, what, hold, hold up a second. As soon as I said that, I'm like, what, what would be the, what, what would be the mother to our, our, to taters? <laughs> I'm talking about my man, my partner. Chicken crying. and egg, chicken and egg. <laughs> there you go. Um, biscuits. Uh, you know, and, as much as yeah. I dislike little uh, Lizzie Lincoln, uh, I'm actually going to answer Mike Pence on that one. Yeah, I think. He's I, got no chance. None whatsoever. He betrayed America. Well, yeah, um, I think I think when you are even less interesting at the microphone than Liz Cheney, when, yeah, good luck. when you've even got less charisma, I mean, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton is better at the microphone and is more charismatic, right, than than Mike Pence. Um, we might as well talk about what, what happened with Mike Pence today. Some people are saying that it was in response to a viral video involving Salem Media's very own Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Evidently, he was on a show yesterday, and my friend Dr. Gina's 
uh, streaming outlet, Real America's Voice, in which he was coming down hard on the FBI for what has gone on in their collusion with the DOJ and this raid on Mar-a-Lago and evidently his comments about the FBI. And of course, Dr. Gorka, everybody knows that, that Dr. Gorka is not only somebody who's trained the U.S. military, but also he trained FBI agents as well. And so this is a man who knows the institution of the FBI really well. He's somebody that understands also how it works within the U.S. government. He was a special aide under Steve Bannon. It was actually on Steve Bannon's war room yesterday in which he made these comments. Um, so Dr. Seb Gorka is no lightweight here. Okay, He's nobody to be trifled with in any regard, let alone when, you know, he makes comments about the FBI and the U.S. military. And evidently, his comments that he made yesterday so uh, so ruffled the... Well, can Mike Pence's hair be ruffled? I mean, you know, his hair is such a... There's a fly on it. Yeah, there's a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but his hair, his hair, uh, it's almost like the helmet heads on Devo. Remember the band Devo back in the I 80s? I do, and that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's like Devo. Um, but he, he, here's a clip of him today in which he, um, in regards to the FBI, in which he actually is flexing his muscles or what he thinks or his, he's actually writing a check with what he thinks is his political capital. And this really irritated me. We're going to play this for you and then I'll share with you why. Skins, please play clip five. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. The truth of the matter is, we need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. We need to get to the bottom of what happened. Isn't that what we heard from the Republican establishment over and over and over again after a, a special counsel was was created, headed up by Bob Mueller, who let me refresh y'all's memory who Bob Mueller was. He was the guy when he was the head of the FBI, intentionally removed any references to Sharia, any references to Islamic terror in the counterterrorism efforts at the FBI, which is one of the reasons why we ended up having the San Bernardino massacre. We ended up having Major Nadal Hassan shoot up Fort Hood. We ended up having a, a son of refuge Islamic terrorist refugees come into this country and then shoot up the Pulse nightclub, right? That Bob Mueller... Oh, yeah, the same Bob Mueller who handed over a sample of uranium on behalf of Hillary Clinton to the Russians. That Bob Mueller was brought in to investigate Donald Trump. And we were all saying, where's the evidence of any probable cause? What do you have to justify this ongoing investigation of him? And every one of the Republicans who who we we soon found out already knew, given a closed door testimony, that there was no evidence. There was never any any probable cause. The Republicans all said in unison, we got to get to the bottom of it. We just got to let this investigation play out. And how dare you in the meantime, how dare you question these FBI agents and the in, in this institution? Anybody who's telling you that you're not allowed to question something or an institution, that tells you that that's the institution that needs a proctology exam. You know how many times that establishment has told us, that, oh, we just need to be patient. They're going to get to the bottom of this. It's been far too often. You fooled us far too many times. Well, when we look back since Donald Trump came down the escalator in 2015, when we got to the bottom of it, what did we find? We found 
illegal activity on the part of multiple people in the FBI and the Department of Justice. What we found was those institutions, while they were committing crimes against fellow Americans, were actually taking part in obstructing justice in terms of having those crimes that they were committing being being disclosed to the American people and anybody being held accountable for it. And in the course of trying to use the a weaponized United States government to target an American in order to stop them from being a duly elected in this country, they were covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. And every bit of that is documented. It's fact. One of the lines from one of my favorite movies, A Few Good Men, these are the facts and they are undisputed. So don't tell me, look me in the face, former Vice President Worthless Pence, tell me that I don't have a right to question the FBI. And by the way, I was never one to give a blanket statement back the blue. I'm not one that believes in collective um, uh, uh, worship of any institution. I don't department I, by department, case by case. E- exactly right. I've even said the same thing. I am obviously a supporter of the military. I'm the daughter of two Marines. Spent a lot. Of, spent too many years living in terror with terrorists that we nickname terrible terrorists. And I need to contact somebody about this toxic water situation at Lejeune. By the way, um, but that doesn't mean that I that I don't understand that um, that that doesn't mean that the entire that everybody in the U.S. military is on the up and up. Everyone's a patriot, and I don't I don't give blanket collective um, approval to any institution, no matter who they are. And there is also a difference between police departments and between federal law enforcement agencies. Of course, they, let me tell you the difference. I mean, these these FBI agents, and by the way, why did they fly FBI agents from D.C. down to Florida when they could have gone with some local people? That didn't make any sense. But by and large, what these law enforcement agencies do is very different by f- from the federal level to the state level, city level, and local level. And of course, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to institutions, to departments and to individuals, uh, you know, until they prove to me that they don't deserve to be trusted. And when you have proven to me over and over and over and over again for going on seven years now that you are in an institution that's rotted to its core. And I beg everybody to, if you don't have a Twitter account, you need to be following Julie Kelly at AM Greatness because what she has documented that is irrefutable about what happened in January 6th, and she's got it in her book, about what's happening right now in a courtroom regarding an additional trial happening with the fednapping plot of Gretchen Whitmer. It completely blew up in the states, uh, in, in the federal government's face today. In in a courtroom in terms of the the FBI and multiple field offices using multiple agents, multiple special agents in charge, planting evidence, buying off informants, um, lying to um, lying to the courts and just um, breaking all kinds of illegal activities going on all in the course of trying to control the outcome of an election in October of 2020 involving the president. And it's all documented. This guy, the the one main informant, Big Dan, was paid $25,000 in cash after the election, long after his job was due. They paid off. They paid him back. He he had they helped him sell his house when it sold at a loss. They wrote him a big check, gave his daughter a laptop. I mean, it's just I mean, the grift going on and the corruption at the FBI is all the way down at the rank and file. Complete with a phony kidnapping plot of a governor in which she ran ads in October to try to stop President Trump from being elected. Tom DeBacaro's article, he was on the show, I think, last night to talk about his article that he wrote that the FBI exists at this point 
to control the outcome of our elections and it must be disbanded. And he doesn't have a right to say that. That analysis comes after understanding the facts as to how this institution has been weaponized and how they cannot be reined in because they control the information that would be used against them in a court of law. And that's the problem that we have. That's why they can't be reined in. That's why they need to be broken up like an old rusted Buick and have their parts sold off and the rest of it crushed. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to bring in former attorney to Deep Throat and Watergate, former U.S. attorney. John O'Connor is going to be here to talk about what actually happened in the court of law and this magistrate down in Florida who should have recused himself. What happened in the courtroom today and what's going to happen coming up. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, before the break, I put out a, a question. Who's more delusional at the open of the show? Who's more delusional on a 2024 run? Little Liz, Lincoln Cheney, or VP Pence? Sorry, Mike. Got a couple, got a couple of um, emails, oh, okay. actually, at AndreaKShow.com. And it's really uh, 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 the few emails I've gotten so far. Um, they actually think Mike Pence is more delusional. Right? And I think he is. I, I That's too. what I said. Right. So you can you can call in 888-344-1170 if you want to win. I think the fly has a better chance yeah. than Mike Pence's <laughs> In a moment, I'm going to bring in uh, John O'Connor to weigh in on this. Um, John O'Connor, of course, being being legendary, actually. He's author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. He was Deep Throat's lawyer, and he was also a former assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California. He's been on the Andrea K. Show before, and he joins me now in a moment to talk about what happened in the courtroom down there with this magistrate who's not even a judge. That's going to be one of my questions uh, to famed attorney John O'Connor in a moment. But we can't really talk about what happened in this courtroom in the DOJ without continuing a discussion with the FBI, who is the the force uh, to carry out the Department of Justice's abuse of power. And before the break, you know, we were talking about Mike Pence saying, how dare you question anything about the FBI? And I talked about all the reasons why I distrust it. And he and, and, and Rand Paul says that the burden of proof at this point, he agrees with me, is on the FBI to prove why they should be trusted. Let's play this clip before we bring in John O'Connor. So I think the burden really is on the FBI. They've been wrong in the past. They've broken the law in using these foreign intelligence warrants. Now they use a domestic warrant. But I do think they need to, re- to release the justification for this because this is extraordinary. And we should not lose sight of the fact this has never, ever happened before for a good reason. Because we need to have confidence in the FBI. We need to have confidence in our intelligence agencies that they're there to protect us and not to uh, go after people for political purposes. So the burden is on them to prove that this is not a politically motivated witch hunt. Well, John O'Connor, to me, this is clearly looking like a political witch hunt. I, I, they, the burden of proof is on them, and it certainly doesn't look like they intend to prove that it's not a, a political witch hunt with their arguments today to try to continue to keep the affidavit sealed. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, the thing that everyone loses sight of in looking at the shiny object of this classified documents thing, which is a big, it, 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 that's a big nothing. If, if they were really concerned about classified documents, why did they wait 
all this time mm. to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not, and and you have these leaks that somehow this must be, you know, super secret nuclear stuff. You know, it's probably more about how many troops we have in, in, in an army base in Alabama. None of this. There's so much stuff that's so-called top secret. It's also stale after three or four years. It's a joke. But here's the deal. Nobody is thinking about the fact that the classified documents probably comprise quite an inch at most. If you got a lot in those sets, they only got 11 sets of documents. That, mm-hmm. and the, the set, a set can be two or three or 20 pages. So let's say it's an inch. Let's say it's two inches. Who cares? They got 360 inches of documents. That's why they did the search warrant, this overbroad, ridiculous thing. If they would have gone in, in the least intrusive way, the way Garland said they should, they would do a subpoena, and they did a subpoena, but they didn't enforce the subpoena. They did the search warrant. What you do to enforce the subpoena is you walk over to the courthouse, say, Judge, we need some more documents here. You talk about it. The judge looks at them in chambers, and maybe the government doesn't get all of them, but whatever they're due, they would give them. Now, why do they need the other 358 inches of documents? That's what this is about. And everyone's losing sight of it mm-hmm. because of this whole thing. And, and what I think they want, what I think they fear is that Trump is not collecting documents because he cares about, you know, uh, uh, nuclear sites in the Czech Republic. He cares about Russiagate, and he cares mm-hmm. about Ukrainian corruption. And you know there's plenty of evidence in those files, uh, in, in government files. Now, and, I, and I'm sure Trump zealously collected some of that stuff. So I think that's what it's all about. Trump cannot say publicly what he's collecting or why, mm-hmm. and uh, because then he would have to admit that maybe he was going to use it, maybe it was going to be leaked. But but and, and the government can't say why they really are after this stuff. And they use this excuse of classified documents. So that's really what's going on. What I would say about the whole FBI thing is this. My father was an agent until he had to quit the bureau to marry my mother. Long story. My father's partner was head of the FBI uh, during Watergate when things fell apart. He was temporary head and got fired in the Saturday Night Massacre. I like the FBI. I care about the FBI. I represent Mark Felt. His whole life was dedicated to keeping the FBI out of politics. Everybody can talk about J. Edgar Hoover all they want. The reason presidents had trouble with him, he wouldn't do things that were political. He stood up to people and said, no, I'm not going to do that. Now, I feel sorry for the, there are a lot of good men and women in the FBI now. I feel sorry for the fact that they don't have leadership that in a case like this, which is driven by justice, not by the FBI, that somebody there is not standing up and saying, we're not going to do this. Yeah. This is political. You're, you're going after a president 91 days before an election. Mm-hmm. You all know that stinks. Uh, you know it's against policy. And you don't need the search warrant. You need the least intrusive means possible. We at the FBI like that. The FBI under Mark Felt and J. Edgar Hoover, they did not <laughs> go along when Nixon or Johnson, whoever, wanted them to do something political. Well, so I yeah, feel bad for the good men and women out there. Well, um, we're talking to John O'Connor, famed uh, attorney John O'Connor, uh, about what's going on with this Mar-a-Lago raid and. 
Um, one of the things Dr. Gorka talked about today is, is that, and, and you can correct me if I'm if he's wrong on this, he said that you are trained that you are not to, in, in our agencies, including the FBI, you are not to actually conduct an activity and enforce a, 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 an, an instruction or an order that you know is illegal. And that that but that that is what is going on and is going on all the way down, at least if, if you've been following this Fednapping plot, that this is that we've we have. a. Of course, there's still good agents at the FBI. But when we know that 90 something percent of this institution has donated to Hillary Clinton, it, it's not bipartisan. We know that it's political. We know that there are rank and file members involved in illegal stuff. And and quite frankly, I think if the, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't the majority corrupted, all of these activities that have taken place against. Donald Trump that are taking place against innocent Americans being thrown in a gulag, all of the activities, they couldn't have pulled it off if it was just a few at the top. The numbers, it just doesn't make sense. And, you know, any group, any business, any corporation, any um, personal organization is just a group of people. And it can become toxic and a cancer of a, a, a cancerous culture can grow. And I think that that's what's happened at the FBI. And, um, and, and I, I'm deeply concerned as an American citizen when I'm told you can't question and you can't criticize that institution. That's when that's when you got to know we got a problem with that institution. Let me ask you about this courtroom today and what happened with this magistrate. I'm, most people don't even know what a magistrate is versus a judge. When my mother, when mama worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office under John Volts in New Orleans, one of the attorneys there, Betty O'Connell, was made a magistrate. And I remember thinking, how does somebody get made a magistrate? These are people that get appointed, yes? Yes, they're selected by the judges, and usually it's because they think somebody is capable and can handle really, I don't want to say their dirty work, but the stuff that's nettlesome, that's bothersome. They do that in a lot of the routine stuff, the initial appearances. And so they're very useful for the court system, and a good magistrate is worth his or her weight in gold. Now, the problem is, is that it can be very political because mm-hmm. somebody's got to hire a magistrate. And that, Andy, you just hit something. When you talk about the FBI, you just hit on something that was really good, which is the institution is now mostly democratic. And why? Because everyone realizes from the top, from the signals at the top that you're not going to get anywhere in this organization unless you're going to play political ball. Mm -hmm. That's what has changed in this organization. James Comey sent out that signal loud and clear uh, when he formed his headquarters group, kicked out some of the old guard that these really good old time guys were there, got rid of them and brought in little Andy McCabe, people like that, Mm -hmm. that were just rank partisans. They love to, you know, sneak and have meetings about how to do this and that to Trump. It's disgusting. And the stuff they did during Russia Gate is really, it, it's just so terrible. And yet the press does not really hit on it like they should. Think about these guys all conspiring, really, mm-hmm. not to tell the FISA court the truth. McCabe was in the lead mm-hmm. to, to tamp down a footnote that suggested that maybe, just maybe there might be a, a political edge to what they're doing. Oh, no. They knew that this was from Hillary Clinton. They knew it from, I believe it was June 3rd on. Yes. Uh, And the record is clear that a couple people clearly knew, were clearly told, 
and they obviously kept their mouth shut. But but that clear that did not escape Andrew McCabe and these people. They knew exactly what right. was going on. Well, uh, you hit something on something really important for people to understand as well, which is that what this is really about in Mar-a-Lago was really about, um, you know. A, a, ascertaining what documents that he might have that co- that um, implicated uh, the FBI and the DOJ. Now, wh- it, 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 and to me, that is following the same playbook. If you look at the summer of 2016, what was Crossfire Hurricane about? It was about, and why did they specifically have to try to blame Trump, you know, and do the Russian collusion hoax thing? Because, well, they had to cover up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. And what did Hillary Clinton do? It was the, it was the perfect color. cover. She goes and hires all these people from Russia to do this smear file on Trump and then what a better way but then blames Trump for being the one to collude with Russia it was the perfect offense the best defense is a good offense right and then the what was the what was the Ukraine whistleblower impeachment about he Trump was they were spying on Trump he was getting too close to uncovering the truth about what went on with the Biden family corruption in Ukraine so then they had to accuse him of trying to of abusive power of going against a, a future presidential um, competitor and tried to impeach him over it because they tried to stop the truth from coming out. And that's now the same playbook that's going on now. Every bit of this is about trying to cover up the crimes of the elites in the Democrat Party through prosecuting Trump for doing the, what they know that their people did. Did I explain that well? You did. Think about this, Andrea. Joe Biden bragged that he withheld a billion dollars until Victor Shokin, the prosecutor who's prosecuting Hunter's corrupt guys, was fired. Now, he tried to claim that he was doing that because he thought Shokin was corrupt. Okay, that's a lie, obviously, but let's assume he's correct. He used his billion dollars to get rid of a guy who wouldn't investigate the way he wanted. Let's give him his lie for the moment and just not, not, not quarrel with it. It's a lie, but that's what he said. Now, Trump, and it's the country's policy to make sure we encourage non-corruption in Ukraine. Now we get a new president in, and Trump has every right and duty mm-hmm. to use his power to make sure this guy's not corrupt. And one of the ways we do it is to make sure that he is investigating corruption like Biden. Because after all, he probably shouldn't have said Biden's. He just should have said, <laughs> should have named Hunter's clients. Yeah. Or Kolomoisky and, and uh, uh, Zlachevsky. I think Victor lost just Zlachevsky. But if he would have named those guys, that would have led you right to Biden. But the point is, you are, you're right. They hit a nerve. And so rather than saying, oh, my gosh, we should investigate the Bidens. And this new guy in office, who was, by the way, put in office by one of Hunter's corrupt guys. Mm-hmm. Right now, Zelensky's a big hero. Yeah. But he was put in office by this guy, Igor Kolomoisky, who owns his television station and who was a big crook and stole like $6 billion that the United States had to fund for um, f- that he stole out of this big bang. Yeah. And, 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 so, and so that guy is controlling Zelensky. And if he would make the move to investigate, we would be sure he's non-corrupt. So what Trump was doing was actually carrying out our policy right. as exactly what, what Biden had said it was, although he did it corruptly. 
So they had to go after Trump. Yeah, they had to go after Trump and tried to try to, you know, that was the coup attempt. Well, that was the second or third coup attempt. The the first was to try to stop him from being elected. The Russian collusion uh, witch hunt in special investigation uh, by Bob Mueller was a coup attempt. That didn't work. So then they had to to do the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment. That didn't work. The the, uh, impeachment after January 6th didn't work. And now I think what happened was I think that they're seeing that his power has not diminished. In fact, it's grown. They're seeing that his chosen candidates are winning in primaries everywhere. They're seeing him speak at CPAC and see that that he is the the looking at being the next presidential nominee for the Republicans and likely to win in 2024. And I think that's why they, they got desperate and said, well, we got we got to do something. I know. Let's fall. Let's do the same playbook under the intelligence community apparatus so that we can redact documents and we don't have to be transparent because it's national security. And that's what this is all about. And we're going to judge shop until we find a magistrate who's political and biased, like this guy Rosenstein down in Florida, who recused himself seven weeks ago in Trump v. Clinton. So to me, this is all looking like just another uh, cover up attempt to cover up other people's crimes by persecuting and prosecuting Trump. And then hopefully and then in the end, also stopping him from winning in 2024. That's how I see it. Uh, 30 seconds. Wrap us up, John O'Connor. That's the way I see it. You just hit on it. It's a double deal. As, Clinton, as, as the Russiagate thing, you go on offense against Trump for more or less the same things you've been doing. You go on offense against him so people then um, ignore your wrongdoing. That's what happened in Russiagate. That's what happened in Ukrainegate. And that's what's happened on this. They are they this was very defensive. They wanted to make sure all the dirt that Trump had on him, they could get from him. And that's what they did. And 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 they tried to make it look like he didn't done something wrong. It's ridiculous. Well, I appreciate your being here tonight. Uh John O'Connor's book is Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. Uh, hopefully you'll continue to come back as we continue on with this uh, this uh, legal farce charade going on with the DOJ and the FBI. Andrea, keep keep on it. Keep on this thing. You're, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. Take good care. Okay. Take care. All right. Now, y'all take a little break and then come on back because we got more coming up here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Who is Sam Harris? Well, he was trending today on Twitter and everybody's talking about him because of what he exposed on behalf of the Democrat Party today and Hunter Biden. We'll share that story with you when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Evidently, I'm also not one of the cool kids because I didn't really know who Sam Harris was. I guess it because I'm I don't typically follow atheists and I'm not really interested in atheists and what they have to say. Um, but evidently, this guy Sam Harris has written books on atheism, and he's basically like a huge, important voice in the Democrat Party, right? And um, and he was on a podcast apparently a, a few days ago, and um, it, and it went viral. Some of his comments in which, and and I guess if you if you know that he's an atheist, it might make sense, right? Because you know it. it, it we're governed, and the United States was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values, right? Um, thou shalt not kill, 
you know, is kind of kind of our morality as a nation is kind of founded on on the Bible, Judeo-Christian principles and values and morality. Right. And our founders understood that whether whether, you know, whatever you're you're called your God or whatever, we wanted freedom of religion to where we didn't have a state run institution telling you, here's what you must believe. But our founders understood that you needed to have a, a sense of morality based upon a common value basic system principles. basic principles and it comes from and and, our, and as a country we also our founders understood how important it was in addition to the morality factor that our, that our rights came from god not from man so and that's really important to understand because if you understand that your rights come from god not from man then then that's that's really the underpinnings of of our us constitution our system of government individual liberty individual freedom we don't worship man we don't worship the state yes i'm going to question the fbi no i don't give bla- blanket worship to the state so that's why that but but they they want to replace god with state um, they call themselves atheists, but the reality is people worship something. What the left really wants you to worship is government. They want you to worship the state. And in the course of that, these leftist atheist Marxists is what they really are. Um, they're, uh, they don't care who gets destroyed in the process. And they brag about it. They've gotten brazen about it. So here is Sam Harris, beloved atheist on the part of the left, bragging about what he thinks is important in his priorities when it comes to elections and the rule of law. Clip eight. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like if you if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now, that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like, that, that's a, just a conspiracy, that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was, absolutely, right? But Listen to what he said. Let's let's first start with the fact that he says Hunter Biden literally could have had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared. He's speaking on behalf of the entire Democrat Party because he had crimes against what appear. And I haven't seen the images, but what's been reported everywhere, including by Miranda Devine in the New York Post article that Twitter took down in which they in which they they banned had what appeared to be images and videos of him having sex with underage girls. It certainly should have at least been investigated. But he literally is saying that he didn't care if there's corpses of children. He was not going, he didn't care. Right? He would not have cared. And, he's, his, and he says, first of all, because Hunter Biden is not Joe Biden. Oh, but would he, would he not have cared if there was corpses of young children if it, if it was on Don Jr.'s laptop? Not because he cares about dead children, because they don't care about dead children. 
this is the party, the party of atheists, the party who don't worship anything but themselves in power, that's okay with children um, being aborted perinatal after they've been born. And he goes on to try to justify um, whatever the scope of Joe Biden's corruption is. He goes on to lay it down that Joe Biden getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden deals in Ukraine is tiny compared to the corruption. And what's his example of Trump's corruption? Trump University? There was no corruption with Trump University. That was just horribly missed. A, a corpse, uh, uh, children's corpses are okay, but and, and are nothing compared to Trump University. The derangement on the part of the left is extraordinary. He's come out with, and then he goes on to say that, oh, uh, that it, basically it's not a conspiracy, that they withheld this from, information from the American people in order to control the outcome of an election, and he's okay with that. They're okay with killing children. They're okay with the graft on the uh, basically a vice president of the United States of America using the office of the vice presidency to go around and cook up corrupted deals and actually try to tell us that that doesn't matter in any way to the U.S. government, even though that presents a national security and economic complete um, nightmare for the United States of America. Where's the morality? There is none. There's not only no morality, there's no concept of anything related to the rule of law. Uh, this is exactly how 100 to 200 million people have been slaughtered over the course of the world in order to, to implement communism around the globe in whatever different form. This is where we're at. Now, he went on to say today, look, this, there's a, vi- a viral video that went around about me on a podcast that, you know, I, I wasn't really speaking clearly. Oh, no, you were clear. We believe you when you say that corpses of dead children wouldn't have mattered to you. All that mattered to you was Joe Biden getting the presidency because you hate Trump. That there is no morality. There is nothing that matters to you in the rule of law. And they are willing to steal elections. And we know at least 14% of Joe Biden voters said they would not have voted for him if they had known what was on that laptop. That's the difference maker. And this is why... The FBI and the DOJ is covering up, continuing to cover up the crimes of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, because maybe you, Sam Harris, are so without any conscience, so without any level, you're so depraved that you're okay with the corpses of the dead children. You're okay with the grift and the graft of the, of the Biden crime family. You're okay with election manipulation and election theft by controlling the flow of information to the American people. But the majority of the American people are not okay with it. And that's why they've got to try to hide it. And that's why you're trying to backtrack of the comments that you made today. This is the American people are not on board with this. That's why they are continuing to try to cover up the crimes of the left and continuing to try to persecute and prosecute Donald J. Trump. And there has not been any investigation so far, no matter how deep they have gone, no matter how wide they have gone, no matter the fact that they got some guy from the Trump organization to admit that he committed tax crimes on his own with nothing at all to do with Donald J. Trump. They still have not been able to come up with any crime that Donald J. Trump has committed, including Trump University. A failed business venture is not a crime, and it certainly does not compare to dead children. That's why they don't want any of the documents released. The two podcasters, the people interviewing him, tried to get him to backtrack, Um, uh, and, and he just continued to double down on this. And he's continuing to try to back, but that was in the interview. Of course, he's trying to, to, to backtrack tonight off of it. 
um, to try to say that you you just don't understand what he was trying to say. He wasn't being clear. Oh no! See, when they're when, the, the reality is, is when they're honest, it's shocking to people. Shows and then you who they really show, are. When they they show who they really are, and then they're like, "Oops, got to backtrack." Well, we got to take a break. We come back. Final segment for hour one of tonight's Andrea K show. The CDC is reforming itself. <laughs> yeah. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. <laughs> I just checked the monitors. New Yeezy Gap clothing sold out of trash bags. Evidently, Yeezy is the clothing company by Kanye West. Um, his clothes are made out of trash bags. Maybe that would explain. I mean, did he? Did I not report last night how, how much money that he's worth, like nine hundred million dollars or something? And he took all this money from the PPP from our government, never paid it back. You took all that money from the government, man. Can you not use some fabric instead of trash bags? It's crazy. <laughs> all right, next hour we've got much to to cover with you guys. Yeah, the CDC has announced that they are reforming themselves. Right. Uh, that's going to be good. <laughs> Rand Paul had some interesting comments about that today. We're going to be covering that. Why did Mitch McConnell come out today and say basically that the Senate was going to stay in the hands of the Democrats? Yeah, nice move, Mitch. I mean, what the, huh? You know, that's like that's like declaring that you're going to lose the Super Bowl before you've even, you played, know. Get on the field. Before you've even gotten on the field. Brian Maloney is going to be here to weigh in on that. And could it be because the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has an Oz problem. The Republican Party in Pennsylvania has an Oz problem. We're going to talk about Kansas that anymore. next hour as well. But before the break, we were talking about the Sam Harris guy bragging about how, yeah, the left controlled the outcome of the election by, um, you know, um, the, withholding the Hunter Biden laptop. We know election fraud happened. Our man DeSantis opened up in Florida the Office of Election Crimes and Security. It began on July 1. They've already uncovered um, multiple cases of voter fraud, and they are in the process of arresting 20 individuals across the state for voter fraud. Fraud, But Skins, there's no widespread voter fraud. It doesn't exist. No, that doesn't make sense. It's not, it's, you know, it's, it's just hearsay. Right. Um, 20 people from multiple counties voted, even though they were disqualified because of previous convictions of murder or sexual assault. And Florida law prohibits that. They're going to be arrested on uh, and face third degree felony charges, which carries penalties of up to five years in prison and a $5,000 fine. Investigations, he says, are continuing. Um, you know, many on the left are going to say, well, so what? You know, I mean, everybody should have their right to vote. This is illegal. See, what the left likes to play a game that that's not really fraud kind of thing, right? Like they, they want to play word games, kind of like calling, you know, the Inflation Act, the Inflation Reduction Act. This is what we need across the country. Not one Republican governor right now should be tolerating in an election fraud. There should be, it should be routed out. If you're a Republican governor and you don't know what to do, just do what Ron does in Florida. There you go. All right. See y'all next hour. Coming up. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrew K Show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.